Welcome to Go Closer, the podcast that explores spiritual transformation and what it takes to go closer to God each day. Hi, I'm Kara Whitney. I'm a wife, a mom, and an evangelist author. And I'm Arnie Cole, a behaviorist, research scientist, and CEO of Back to the Bible. And I love to study life transformation. And you know, every person has a story. And today, we have a story that will inspire you to go closer. So today, we're going to continue our story, talking to Dave. Yesterday, we heard about his lukewarm faith life and the incredible journey out of that to this awesome, I mean, I don't think I've seen anyone run harder towards Jesus than Dave. And it's incredible. So Dave started to pray, and that's when things really started popping. Uh, God answered, and Dave's faith grew, and he prayed more, and it's just this awesome cycle. Oh, yeah, the power of prayer. Yep. So he's going to share his encouraging story today about prayer, something that I struggle with. I mean, I admit, I write books, and I do this podcast, but prayer for me is hard. Oh, it is. To be in a state of prayer like we're supposed to be is is really a challenge, and he certainly meets that challenge. Right. So let's get encouraged by Dave's transformation. So Dave, did did you get yourself into a 12-step program or anything like that? No, or? not at all, actually. I wasn't like a uh, everyday type of alcoholic. It was more of a binger. Yeah, it would be more of it would be more like I recognize it. I, th- I know I know, but right now it's the Holy Spirit because uh, when you live in the Spirit, you recognize things of the world that right. got the heavy bondage. But for me, it was I didn't even realize it. Uh, my wife would see it because I would she would see me change, and <clears throat> my friends would, but. It, you know, I like you just wouldn't notice it, but I knew it on the inside. It was like taking a mud bath, you know, spiritually. As soon as alcohol hits my body, uh, it would just start. I don't know, there's just something about it. It's this darkness it come over me that it, I didn't like. So, so I just kind of like just kind of quit doing it instead of going to have a beer here or a cocktail there to to unwind. I guess you would just I would just pray. But uh, the twelve step small group for me, honestly, was a was a mission trip to Uganda because uh, we would do we would do thirteen week week equip groups preparing for the mm-hmm. mission field. Oh, nice! So yeah, so basically, and I've been through those, been on several trips about five times, so uh, six times actually now. So it's like every time we go through, you know. The Holy Spirit constantly is digging in there and, and getting stuff out. Oh, yeah. And boy, did I have some stuff. You know, I had some stuff in the basement, you know, unforgiveness and pride and a lot of things that, you know, you had to surrender, had to go. Uh, sports was a big one. Uh, it was such a false idol in my life. Uh, the biggest thing that ever happened to me, and that was one thing, too. I thought about sports so much. I mean, it didn't make much room for God. So... <laughs> but you know, you would kind of witness here and there within that. But uh, I just thought about it so much uh, when we first had our mission trip to Uganda. The very first trip, we uh, had a Sunday small group right during football, and so uh, I didn't miss a football game. A Chiefs fan, but uh, we would all get together with the guys, and so I was like, man, you know, 
uh, wasn't too happy about it, but started to go into the equip group and preparing for the mission field. And it was the best thing that ever happened because it really showed me what a false idol football and sports was in my life. And so I was actually happy. I was so glad not to like be so consumed with it. Did you, do you feel like it was a stumbling block then? So oh, how, yeah. how, oh, yeah. how would somebody who's there, whether it be sports or, or golf or whatever, whatever, how do they find that balance? Like a healthy balance? For me, I, I can kind of just say what works for me because everyone's a little different. But for me, it was just taking that first step of obedience, you know, taking that first step of seeking him and asking him to come into your life. And I, I, I really believe once you engage the Lord and, and with a surrendered heart, because he can do anything with a surrendered heart. And I think if you just have that attitude uh, with humility, God will open doors and guide you. He'll put people in your life. He'll lead you somewhere that will, you know, you can decide not to do it. You know, you can just flat out stop it. But I think if you seek him first, because the Bible says, if you know, seek his righteousness first, and then all these things will be added to you. So we seek those things first, and then we put God secondary. So, you know, that's what I was doing. I, I, I didn't give God total control. I would only let him have access to little to certain things in my life, certain things. He wasn't allowed in my business. He wasn't allowed to have, you know, football. He wasn't allowed to, uh, yeah, I just didn't give him access to every area. And so I just started, start with Adding God to the, letting him have access to little parts of your life that he's not in. Yeah, no, that's actually great advice because we do tend to put God in a compartment. I'm going to mm-hmm. put him over here on Sunday. I'm going to yeah. give him this time in the morning, but we don't continually give him our everything through the day. That's he's right. Sort of in certain parts of it. So actually, yeah. I find that to be great advice. And then. Too, you talked about how you would pray with your grandma, and it sounded like she had a great prayer life. Mm-hmm. And I'll mm-hmm. admit, like for me, I pray, but prayer is it's a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And I I had to get over it. You know, I was I didn't I God's given me so much. So for me to ask him for more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that included healing at one point in my life, some things. I pray for other people. I I struggle with prayer. Because I always am like, well, if God's just going to do what he's going to do. yeah. And so I've had to work through that. And then I find that prayer is a good way to align our will with God's will, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you do talk about prayer with your grandma. Then you kind of fell short on that. But you are a praying machine, Dave. And I am so envious (laughs) of that. So can you talk about prayer? And I know the Holy Spirit is there but you have to be open to the Holy Spirit. And yes. how did you get to that point where you could be so open to the Holy Spirit? Do you have any recollection of that? Really what started, you know, the Lord kind of, when that day happened, it changed my perspective. Because uh, I knew, okay, you know, even though you're a believer, I think that, until you're truly surrendered 
truly surrendered and you have a sorrowful repentance, there's still a little bit in the back of your mind. There's always there's something stopping you from following the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. If he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, what are you doing? Anything else? I'm thinking to myself. So that day, I'm like, nothing else matters. This is stupid. I'm worried about this. And then I'm like, he's real. Like, this is the Lord, you know, like, so it's like, you <laughs> know, so I want, cool. Yeah. It's like, I want to, you know, you need him. And then you have the, the things that you, the world has got you. Then you, he starts right. working those things out in your life. But yeah, you have to be open to it. And for me, I had such an amazing support group around me. And I, that day I prayed, but I didn't keep praying. It was like, uh, I didn't have that yet. So my daughter, a few, this is amazing how God works. It's just amazing. So that happens to me. And I, I like, I'm kind of seeking the Lord a little bit and kind of wondering what's going on. And Carrie, you don't know this because you told me something. So I got to tell you something. And then, I, and then I'll go back to the prayer. But I have to tell you this before I forget. And when we started kind of listening to David Jeremiah, I would come home and listen to David Jeremiah. And I also, I watched the movie, um, I'm Not Ashamed. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's the story about uh, Rachel Joy Scott. And she was one of the students at Columbine High School that was that was shot. And uh, if you ever get a chance to watch that movie, you have to watch it. It's an incredible testimony. But I remember why I came home and watched it. And that day when the, the shooters came up to the school, she was outside and a little grassy knoll outside. And uh, she was actually number one on, on their hit list. And they shot her a couple, you know, like two or three times and she was struggling. And they went up to her and they said, uh, one of the shooters said, do you, do you still believe in God? And she looked up and said, you know, I do. And, and he, then he shot her. And so I remember watching that in my, in my own mind thinking, well, she could have said, now, it was a very touching movie, and, and it, the testimony is amazing. But I was looking at it now, I, it speaks to me totally different than it did then. Back then, I was thinking, well, how could I have tricked that guy? And I, I could have just said, I'm not a believer. I could have said, I, I, I don't believe in God anymore. Don't kill me. God still knows I believe, right? So I was trying, all these things are going into my head. So for some reason, you had, I didn't know that you were kind of starting your walk with God. You know, you kind of, it was a private more a little bit private thing for you as you were seeking him. But your answer, now I realize what was going on in your life because your answer to me really got me going in the right direction because I, I mentioned that to you. I don't know if you remember the conversation. I do remember it. Yep. Yeah. And you said, Dave, God is control in control. He goes, you don't deny him. And you're, you're like, just how you are. You're so like to the point. That if God doesn't want you to, if he doesn't want to take you home yet, that gun's going to jam. Uh, he's going to change his mind or it's going to misfire. And I was like, you're right. You're right, Kara. <laughs> it was just that quick. It was just boom. Dave, you're a journaler, which I, yes. I, this is so funny because I've always wanted to be a journaler, but I also don't want my stuff out there. You know, like it's sort of like, your mom's saying, make sure you have clean underwear. So if you get in a car accident, you know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want yeah. my stuff out there. Mm. Um, but you're a journaler. And I actually love this part. So 
I started witnessing to people on Facebook and mm-hmm. sort of working through things I struggled with God. Once I found the answer, I would write about it because I thought this is going to help people who are quietly seeking God like I was, right? Mm-hmm. So I always think my journaling is done publicly in the books that I write. And I do go back and I'll read some of the stuff that I've written and go. I know what was going on in my life, but I can view it a lot differently now. But I also get to see where God's shown up. And that's why you like journaling. So could you talk about... Because I think guys get the impression that journaling is for chicks, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. So talk about that. Like, how did you get started in that? When I had decided to go to Uganda, uh, what led me there is my daughter, she wanted to go ever since she was young. And uh, I would not let her go. I was like, you're not going to Africa. It's too dangerous. Don't even ask me. And then when she turned 18, she said, well, uh, I'm going to Africa and there's nothing you can do about it. So uh, I ended up saying, well, we better go. I'm not going to argue with God. She said, you know, she felt called. So I said, I better go to this meeting. And I ended up going to the meeting and then we started our quick group process. And then we started reading a book called Anything uh, by Jenny Allen. And so in our quick group, we start taking notes throughout the week and and we would read the book and then we would take notes on it. And so, and she talked about journaling. So I thought, you know what? And so many people, it helps them. So I thought, well, maybe I'll start doing that. Yeah. Basically Kim got me a journal one Christmas and then I started writing things down. And then it got to the point to where I remember what happened uh, with the cloud and then I remembered a few other things that happened in people's life. And I was like, we need to write these things down because I would look back on that and it would like give me faith. It would just, you know, I was like, I, I can't, how can I get down today? Because I remember what God did. He did something amazing. As I started writing these things down, it started building up to about 15 amazing things. And I'm like, wow, wow, this is awesome. I would see like an amazing fundraising you know, money would come out of nowhere for people for certain things. And it's like, oh, my gosh, people would, you know, just get saved and, and that kind of thing. And then uh, I was like, Lord, if I ever get to 100 things, uh, I'll do a devotional or YouTube channel or do something, a podcast, you know. And uh, then I got to 100. I actually got to 100 things. And but it helped edify my faith. And really, I, I remember I, I was saying those things, but I just know that. The Holy Spirit was just having me, you know, write write these things down so I could use them as testimony later, obviously, but also to build up my own faith uh, because it's easy to forget, you know. So, uh, but now I'm up to like I actually have a list here. I'll print it out, and it's amazing. I'll for, I forget a lot of this stuff, but I have to go back and go through it, and I'll be like, oh. And um, so it's like not 220, 230 right now, but. If I'm talking to someone and they either struggling, I can go back. I'll remember. I'll remember something in there, and it helped me, uh, kind of guide me. The Holy Spirit kind of helps you have the ministering words that can help someone get through sometimes. So uh, that's why I do it. I do it to help build my own faith and to uh, and and just to not forget. So, Arnie, the importance of prayer. You got it. You got it. I think a lot of people struggle with prayer, and I think they feel guilty because they struggle with prayer. But you just have to do it. 
Now, does Go Tandem have anything about prayer? Oh, yeah. We've even got prayer groups um, you can get involved with. Prayer is a key thing as communication is in any relationship, but especially the one that has eternal value. Right. And I think if you do struggle with it, work at it. Get into something like Go Tandem, because I will say from my experience, the more I do it, the more natural it becomes for me. So that was really encouraging from Dave, and he actually has more for us if you come back tomorrow. Today's Go Closer podcast is powered by Go Tandem, the free spiritual fitness app. Find the link in today's description and go closer with Go Tandem.